0: Giant stalker dragon stalker crypt stalker demon stalker rift stalker gron stalker crypt stalker scourge stalker wind runner i'm a pony, lead skill hunter a death dealer a life stealer that's just the cost of being welcome to episode 204 of the hunting party podcast i'm dark Brew from the Brewhall.com and the
1: bruhall on twitter I'm Delirium from Thrill of the Wild, the Warcraft Hunters Union, and at
2: Delirium Hunts on Twitter. I'm Bendak from Eyes of the Beast dot com, WoW Insider, and Bendak WoW on Twitter.
0: Today is Sunday, November the 9th, 2014, and we are broadcasting live on Twitch TV. Uh, You can participate in the live chat room where our lovely moderator, Ali Saunders, is there to take your questions and... uh, Just so you know, Artemis Howell and Delirium and Solar Flare were all attending BlizzCon this weekend, so we're a little bit short-staffed. Delirium was the only one who managed to uh, (laughs) set an alarm, I guess, and and, and actually wake up, although I don't know that you uh, uh, went to bed any earlier or got more sleep than the others. So uh, thank you for for, for making the effort and being here. I'm sure it can't be easy. It's like, what, 6.30 in the morning where you are, barely 7 at best?
1: I don't think they actually have clocks this early, so
0: who knows? Yeah. It's California. But as everybody knows, it was BlizzCon uh, 2014 this weekend, and, and so what, why don't we just kind of jump in and, and talk a little bit about that? Um, like I said, it looked like it was a lot of fun, I and mean, Dick and I both, we had the, the live stream, so we were able to watch a lot of the events, and, and it looked like it was a lot of fun to be there, but if you were a... World of Warcraft fan, which which we are didn't learn much new, did we? We didn't really I mean it's their flagship product, but there wasn't a lot going on and not a lot of uh events and things geared towards World of Warcraft. Um what did you guys think?
2: Well, I did learn that hidden expertise are being removed.
0: Yes, so that's, as did that's I. Good. Yeah, that was and and for those that didn't see that, that was actually listed written on a slide, which was uh at the the first panel on Friday, which was sort of funny because, A, we, we knew that from BlizzCon 2013. Uh, we also knew that from the various patch notes and the beta testing, and we also know this from the current game because <laughs> that feature is live now. So if you were to go into the game today and pull up your character sheet, you would indeed see that hit and expertise are gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, that seemed to be kind of the tune of the entire event, having... Uh... Absolutely no new content between BlizzCons left to them very wanting of things to announce. And so even the uh, the specific panel about items and gear changes, they uh, pretty much spent the entire time just repeating things they'd said all year.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, really nothing, I don't think too much was, was learned about it, though. I think, Bendick, you mentioned that, uh, who was it that you could listen to, watch your dev talk about World of Warcraft for for hours on hours, and, and he was actually very good, I thought, on, on both the panels and, and did offer some insight into how they do things. Um, I think it was yesterday's Q&A, he talked about how they do their their simulations, and basically they run bots of the various classes. And yeah, just I thought that was interesting,
2: <clears throat> how they, yeah. uh, they basically just set up the cl- all the classes in a game and they run like a script I guess and it just runs through the rotations and they they said they just let it run over weekend over the weekend to get you know a bunch of data from the actual game. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and obviously I don't think they're doing that in the in the live server. They probably have some some yeah. some, yeah. some yeah, dev sure. servers off somewhere somewhere doing that. Um but yeah, I thought that was very cool too that they could just program in these various rotations and let them run and run and get all these this these these iterations. And and kind of analyze that data. I thought Ghostcrawler had mentioned something about that uh, a year or two back <clears throat> because I don't know which class it was. I wanted, Maybe it was a Shadow Priest. There was one class where they had figured out through that process a, a rotation that was slightly better, a little bit more optimized than what the player base uh, had come up with, um, and yet they, they never revealed what that rotation was. But uh, I thought I remember him saying that. At one point in time. Hmm. But even with that, it seems like they have a hard time balancing things. I mean, you would think that if they could do that, then what we see as players, they would be seeing as well. And it, in,
2: yeah, well, he admitted that, you know, they're they're wrong quite a bit. And, yeah. you know, we saw that with all the changes they made after the six point oh one went live.
0: Yeah, and, I you know, I don't know. What other things they could do? I mean, obviously, it's nice they have their own in. It, it, I guess it all comes down to like time and resources and how and and how, how much they want to sink into this, you know, versus yeah. just getting to a point where they think they're they've got it and then waiting for the community to kind of provide them feedback. But you know, it seems like they could run these sims. They could also, you know, use the the same tools that we have. They could take a bunch of combat logs, and upload them to, you know. Warcraft logs and other places like that and then do some comparative analysis. Um,
1: but, again... That's, I'm really curious if, um, if their numbers are lower than what we're getting or higher than what we're getting. Like with the big hunter problem at 6.0, when it went live, they realized, oh, hunters were right, they are really low on damage right now. Was that because other classes were playing so much better than they thought they were going to play? Or were we playing so much worse than they thought we were going to play? Still a lot to learn about what they're doing there and how they're setting that up.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, obviously if they're they're setting up these these bots like they do, I mean, you're talking about executing these rotations perfectly, right? I mean, you know, you're talking about uh simulating perhaps like the most skilled individual uh ever. I mean, you know, because you can just time it and set it up so that they they hit everything. Uh as soon as they come off cooldown within the GCD and everything else. I mean, you know, those bots probably run run, run flawlessly.
2: Or maybe they can program them with imperfections or randomness, too. Who knows?
1: Well, that's what I would think. There's some questions that coding, it's really hard to code, but it's really easy to just think in the split second, like, what we should do. And so I think some of the RNG would have their simulators uh, even... Knowing every mechanic of the game, they're still going to have some trouble where a simulator's not good at replicating a rotation, and a human is. So I'm not sure anyone... That's the same problem SimCrest has. That's the same problem my spreadsheet has. That's just the nature of computers versus humans.
0: Yeah, no, and that's a good question. And I wonder how long they've been doing that, if they've been able to do that, if this is a more recent thing, something they've introduced with... You know, one or two expansions back, or if it's something like that that's been at the beginning of the of the game, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, if it has been in the beginning of the game, it's something I wish they would have applied to some of those early escort quests in vanilla <laughs> that were just so darn hard because the NPC you were escorting didn't do anything, walked real slow, didn't really help you fight, and some I remember some of those <laughs> early quests in the day were kind of hard to keep those 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 NPCs alive, so. Would have been nice if they had introduced some of that AI for those. I mean, they've gotten better now, and there's far <laughs> yeah. fewer escort quests nowadays than than there used to be. But some of those early ones were miserable.
2: But speaking of hunter numbers, I actually saw someone last night link to the log from uh, Midwinter and the the live raid, and they had four hunters there, and they were they did pretty well. They were all marksmen,
0: of course. So now I did not get a chance to see. Uh, the live raid. So, what? W- let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, it was Method versus Midwinter. Um, were they level one hundred? Were they doing Warlords of Draenor bosses? Yep. Um, they're yeah, they're level so one hundred.
1: Level one hundred. They were in uh six sixty five gear. So, pretty high gear for the content they were doing. Um, so you know, it wasn't looking like progression rating at all. They were able to ignore a lot of mechanics. I was talking to uh. Roger Brown last night at the Hunter Party, and, and he was, you know, they didn't know ahead of time how strong they would be, but they were pretty quickly able to adjust and say, okay, we can just stand in this mechanic and not worry about it. And I think that added a lot for making the, uh, live raid a lot faster and a lot more. Right. Uh, because standing for a quick group.
2: Because that gear level is actually the gear you get in the next raid, Blackrock Foundry. So they are, they were actually outgeared it. <laughs> yeah, by a little bit.
0: And, and I so, guess that makes sense because you're sort of on a, they have a finite bit of time that they can allocate to these raids. So they can't, probably don't want to make it too hard and don't want to make it too easy. And I guess really the focus is on, on the race, right? I mean, it's to see yeah. who's going to, who's going to get through it first. So, you know, you're not really trying to, to stump them. You want them to get through it in, in the time that's allocated. And as, you said, since it's a race too, they're also trying to do it as fast as they can because they want to beat the other guy. So it w- it would make sense that they sort of give the characters and the, the players uh, a little bit of advantage to to at least defeat the content,
1: right? And yeah, so it was definitely a ton closer than last year. Uh, it was a real race. We, you know, we weren't until the very end sure who was gonna come out on top, and that makes for a lot more fun entertainment.
0: And yeah, I remember that- last year's was was started up well, right? Now last year they did some heroic um, siege of Orgrimmar, right? And I believe it was the shamans that gave um someone one of the groups trouble they they got hung up on there
2: they wiped a few times yeah, yeah in winter this year was actually the entirety of high mall um with the trash and everything but they there was three optional bosses that they could skip so they only had to kill four bosses
0: but yeah so i'll i'll have to go <clears throat> check that yeah. out but yeah it's a very very cool uh, event nonetheless and, th- and and it's good to hear that the hunters actually performed pretty well cuz there have been some adjustments in the last last couple of weeks here to try and improve Hunter DPS, and it seems like they've they've done a pretty decent job of that. Um,
1: Yeah, uh, I don't have a good impression. Somebody was mentioning to me that uh, some of the buffs we were seeing lately were temporary buffs, and they were planning on getting rid of them once we got to level 100. Anybody know something about that?
0: I hope that's not true. (laughs) Yeah, I hope not either. I don't know. Um,
1: They said they were just trying to you know, for the time being, balance the classes just a little bit so it wouldn't be completely skewed or worthless to play a certain class right now. But then once one hundred hits, they're gonna redo all the balancing because they thought they had it right before. I guess we'll find
0: out, but Yeah, I mean normally I think what they do is they sort of they balance like hundred percent for the the new max level, which is would be level one hundred, and they sort of ignore what life is like at level 90, but it sounds like maybe this time around, they tried to do a little bit more tuning at level 90 in 6.0. And maybe they'll have to do some readjustments, um, when we get to level 100. Um, uh, but we'll wait and see, but we know that, you know, hunters were really kind of, we were, we were sagging at the bottom and I don't think that's the case anymore. I think they've really kind of buffed up the numbers. I think even since our last podcast, they did a, they did a small round of buffs that, uh, Change some of the level one hundred talents. I think they and a couple of a couple of other things like adaptation. Um, adaptation, I think, got a nerf. If I recall, they right. did nerf it. Yeah, a small nerf. <clears throat> but at they the same time,
1: time is a slight buff to pets. So yeah. kind of worked out, though.
2: Yeah, they buffed the pets' scaling. So just of the basic melee attacks, not the. It didn't apply to basic attacks, which is something that people found out later, which uh, made BM look a lot better on the Sims than it actually was doing. Right.
0: And I think they buffed up Kill Command. They think they increased the damage by 20% or something like that. Yep. And Chimera Shot also got a buff, although Marksman was doing pretty well. But, yeah, it looks like on the no, Chimera 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 Shot. Shot was nerfed, actually. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it was. it was reduced by about 13%. I'm looking at a note here now. Yeah. And then focusing shot, they changed. They, they reduced the cast time from three seconds to two and a half seconds. And they, they buffed its damage. So, I mean, is that enough to make that talent desirable to take or is it still lone wolf? You know, it's, it's,
1: it's really hard to tell, but it is simming really well right now at in mythic gear, uh, tier 17 mythic gear. It's simming a little bit higher than, uh, lone wolf frame MM right now, single target and it's, It's gonna be, uh, interesting to see who ends up taking it and who sticks with lone wolf. I think there's a lot of punishment if you do focusing shot wrong. You know, if you don't have any focus and you still need to move, you're just out of luck. You gotta sit there and wait. Um, so it'll be, it'll be really interesting who, uh, which hunters, you know, choose which method. If there's some people who can really utilize focusing shot and make it work and get that extra DPS or not. I think that's where the talent should be. I think in Sims,
2: it should be the highest because, you know, you're not going to play perfectly in the real world. So in order for it to be competitive, it kind of has to be uh, the highest under perfect circumstances, you know?
1: Yeah. And that also represents a pretty significant buff to MM AOE. Um, you know, just being able to get that quick, uh, focus back, you know, even, even faster focus back. And, uh, you know, not having to wait for another thrill before you can cast any more multi shots. So for large pack AOE, that should help uh,
0: MM come more in line. It it always seemed like a good talent fit for for marksmanship, um, for, for sure. I mean, it just sort of fit in with with a lot of things, especially with the the sniper training where you need to stand still for that that period of time. It was a it was a a good shot to to for for that because you had to stand still to fire a focusing shot it it supposedly did a lot of damage regens a bunch of focus even with the the steady focus talent that they introduced it seems like it's a good match for that because you only have to fire focusing shot that one time right in order to to, yeah, to trigger steady enough. focus
1: having that two and a half seconds for your steady focus is yeah just continuing to be better so i think we'll have it well under two seconds uh you know, in this first tier of gear with our haste. So, you know, two GCDs, 50, uh, focus, pretty good deal.
2: The only thing I wish it had was that it, when you cast it, it, it like automatically refreshed uh sniper training just because it's like, you got like two or two and a half seconds for this. And then you have to stand still for another half a second to get your sniper training. It's just weird.
1: Yeah, that'll be pretty interesting. The, uh, um, I don't know how many people would have seen it, but, uh, I was looking into how to best utilize sniper training on high movement fights, you know, and what, how to line up, you know, my shots. So my chim shot always had sniper training up, but maybe my steady shots didn't need to. And I think in this case, if you can use focusing shot while you're standing still and add an extra half second to it, you know, once every, Uh, nine seconds. So you only need about nine seconds. Your focusing shot doesn't get the buff from sniper training, but every other shot you have will. Um, So for high-movement fights, that might be the way to go. Yeah.
0: It makes it pretty easy to uh, line up. And I haven't seen too many of these these, these new raid fights that are coming, but I'm just going to assume that most of them require some movement. I mean, there are very few, if any, standstill fights. I mean, you know, you get bits and pieces here and there where you can stand still for a bit but for the most part you're always moving around and, and trying to do you know do something along those lines
1: yeah i mean especially on normal and heroic or the new version of normal and heroic uh i think there's going to be a good bit of standing around so players who are progressing at that level will uh have some really good chances to pump out some dps and you know, focus on sniper training and really help their raid. I think once we get to the mythic level, there's going to be a lot less opportunity for that. But uh, looking at some of the logs of players who were doing it in the beta, you know, it was it seemed like most people, you know, good hunters were able to keep it up above ninety percent uptime. So I don't think it's hurting us too much.
0: You know, and it, it's sort of a weird thing cause we're we, <clears throat> only because it it's it's actually existed, you know, in the game before. Um, you know, when it was a survival talent and and you took it, but I just don't remember. I don't know how different it might have been mechanically, or or harder it was to manage the uptime. But I don't remember really people complaining about it back in Wrath of the Lich King, which is which was I think the last time that we had it. Um, and maybe even in Cataclysm was part of. But you know, there was a point where survival was was a high damage spec, and you know they had the sniper training talents. But I don't remember it being that big of an issue.
2: It's also less damage too uh
0: and and maybe that maybe you're right there. maybe that was it. maybe it didn't count towards nearly as much damage uh as it does now maybe and maybe maybe now it's a much bigger deal uh than it was before
1: yeah, it working multiplicatively with crit is uh, pretty huge. So it's having a pretty large effect on our DPS. If you don't have it up at the right time, you're losing a pretty significant amount.
0: Right. And the extra range that it provides too is, is, is not something that, you know, should be overlooked. I don't know if anyone's discussed that as much or how to utilize that or if that's something that will come out. Um,
1: yeah, I haven't gotten to play with it much. It looks interesting, but, uh, one of after focusing, maybe I just don't have the brain capacity to think about that many things, but after focusing on, uh, keeping my movement right i can't figure out yeah. how, to, how to get out of range to try it out
0: right and that might be something too that you know doesn't really come into play until you actually get into some of these encounters and try and work on your positioning and find ideal places to stand but maybe there's you'll find little pockets where that extra range can keep you out of like a little zone of damage and and maybe give you an opportunity to stand still longer uh because you're further further away um I doubt it, but you, you never know.
2: Uh, it's possible. I mean, it's probably just going to give our raid leaders more opportunities to give us the, the, you know, those special jobs that no one else can do. Because, oh, the hunter can go stand forty five yards away, so you have to do
0: this job. Well, that's true. That that's always that's, a, <laughs> that's that's certainly a possibility. Although I guess we can say, well, we can just cast Aspect of the Fox and let the other guy when the other guy needs to go do that thing. And that way they can cast all their stuff on the move.
2: <laughs> yeah, I kind of miss it. There was a brief time in beta where there was the the marksman perk that gave you five yards plus the sniper training range. At one point, I, I got up to like the right in chance. I got up to 52-yard range. It was insane. <laughs> I wish they kept that. It was so fun.
0: Yeah, I remember that. And I mean, I liked it as a as a perk. Um, but Yeah. I mean, 52 yards—that's crazy. And the only downside about the extra range is if you let the—if the, you're out of range of where you normally would be able to shoot, and then sniper training falls off. Now you're stuck, and now now you've got to go and and move back into range in order to continue to do to do damage. So that I think that's the only downside to having yeah. too much range.
2: Yeah, it's really situational. I can see it being—you might have the odd use in like. World PvP or Ashran, you know, someone's running away, and your sniper training is still up, so you you can manage to hit them with that last kill shot. You know,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that's a good point. Yeah.
0: And then even just looking at sort of the, the the latest sims, then it still looks like marksmanship is is far and away uh, the better spec, or if, if, if survival and beast mastery kind of close yeah. the gap now.
1: Uh, there, once we uh, you know, learned. The explanation of pet basic attacks not scaling with pet AP. Uh, it looks like BM's back down with survivor, survival where, you know, they're pretty far below mm. Yeah. So it still could be that there's, you know, more issues with the sims. That was finding that out about our simulations, (laughs) which, uh, pretty surprising. So we'll have to see what uh, happens when we get live. Right now, it's looking like MM is the way to go, especially single target, but for most cleave and, you know, even up to four or five targets, you're still looking at marksmanship.
2: Right. But if you're more comfortable with BM, like, uh, you can, you can probably still play it, like, cause you're not going to play perfectly with marksmanship. And I don't know, the marksmanship sims account for, you know, like, probably a hundred percent sniper training. And perfect focus management, which is a lot harder on marksmanship. You know, to make sure that you have, you don't overspend your focus before you have to do camera ch- shot and all that. It's real easy to do that, I find.
1: Yeah. Um, to keep being a fanboy and bringing him up, Roger Brown from Method last night was saying he planned on switching back and forth between MM and BM, uh, to make sure he could get the best out of each fight. So it sounds like the top end hunters are still finding you know pretty viable to
2: play BM and make it work. Yeah, it looks like survival is it's up there with BM. It's just uh, just whether or not you enjoy playing it, I guess you know.
1: Yeah, and I, it's AOE doesn't seem to be really standing up against BM. So that's your kind of big big moment with BM is to shine is uh, running yeah. that AOE and SVS is just not hitting hard enough.
2: Yeah, it's AOE's more closer to Marksmanship, I think. Is that what you're seeing?
0: Delirium with survival AOE. Oh,
1: sorry. I Zone have doubt. mic issues. I'm on oh, my okay. uh, laptop. <laughs> here. Anyways, I think the uh, survival AOE is not quite in line with Marksmanship either. Wow. Uh, until you get to lots of targets Um because, you know, that Chimera shot, doubling is just so huge barrage is just the same for both of them but with sniper training it's worth a lot more for uh mm and so unless you have a bunch of targets who are all going to be alive for a long time and you can really get the most out of all of those serpent stings there's a uh, just not a lot survival can do right now
0: i mean how close are the three um realistically i mean or at least what you're seeing in the sims like what's what's the percentage difference are we talking you know like well marksman's like 10 percent more damage 20 percent? i mean how how much more is it simming out to be yeah have, been back,
2: have you seen that in your chart i think it's more along lines of 15
0: percent you know between bm and mm yeah and that's a lot by yeah. the way i think five percent is probably the the max that you'd want to see and i think as far as a delta i would think but
1: yeah, and at this point in uh MOP's creation, we were doing so well. I mean, we were really all the classes and all the specs were really within about five percent of each other. Um, I remember Ghostcrawler talking about that for quite a while. So it's a little sad to see they've backslid so much. And I don't know if that's because this stat squish or you know, the change to um AP and all of these variables, they just changed so significantly that they, uh, you know, were a little overestimated their ability to balance, but it's sad for me to see how much they backslid this
0: expansion. You know, because one of the things they did talk about um, at BlizzCon, and they 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 did discuss the talents a little bit and kind of hit on their, at least their thinking, their their philosophy of you know providing you trying to provide choices for a one to sort of customize your your rotations, but but more importantly having the mix of, on some of these tiers, active abilities versus passive abilities and and basically saying, you know, depending on your skill level, um, you know, having too many active abilities gives you more opportunity to kind of introduce errors into your rotation, maybe not execute it as well, whereas the passives kind of give you a little bit more, you know, make your rotations a little bit easier uh, to manage. And, you know, depending on you know, the skill of the individual player that can make a difference in terms of how well you do. If you're not very good at managing, like you say, focusing shot, which won't be, maybe it won't be that easy to do or something you have to pay attention to, that having that in your rotation, you might actually do worse than if you were to take uh, a lesser talent or something like uh, exotic, exotic munitions or something that, you know, you may actually harm yourself if you're not. At skill, as skilled at playing some of these these specs with the active abilities than you are with the the passive abilities.
2: Yeah, same thing with uh, you know blink strikes. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. still like to take that even as mm or survival, mm-hmm. just because you know they don't have to worry about the extra button. Yeah.
0: But
1: yeah, that's it. You know, a- I always like to take it with uh, Lone Wolf, because then I know it's not going to bug out.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> But but that said though I mean I think uh, you know when you're talking about a fifteen percent difference between say marksman and, and the other specs that's a uh, you know that that that's that to me seems like a big gap that even that, that is hard to make up with just you know having you know having too many actives versus too many passives isn't really gonna account for that much difference I don't know that you're gonna I mean I think you'd have to be pretty 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 bad player to uh somehow close that gap or do better yeah. with one of the other specs uh, well it's then than you would with marksmanship
1: It could just be that we haven't learned the other specs as well as we should have you know they um on beta you know even when they just had normal high mall open you know you' pretty ninety percent of the hunters you see are in marksmanship so I don't there might just not be people experimenting with the new rotations for the other specs. And so they're not really learning how to get the most DPS out of them. And then the sims will reflect that because they're just using whatever priority system hunters tell them to use. You know, they're not really in there trying to uh, fix it for survival, you know, trying every different priority system. Okay. So it could be that it's a little skewed, just like the logs are skewed because the top hunters play MM. The uh, sims can kind of reflect that as well.
2: Well, I'm on the SimCraft page right now, and they updated their sims today. So, but and it's actually the gaps even bigger than I thought. It's more <laughs> like 20, it's more like 25 percent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, these sims are showing marksmanship is actually the top spec out of all specs.
1: Huh. I did not realize that. For what what kind of fight?
2: Uh, this this is the patchwork sim for for both normal
0: gear and mythic gear. Huh.
1: Mm. Sounds good to me.
0: Well, yeah, we'll see how all that plays out. I mean, the raiding begins in December 2nd, I believe, is when the raids will open up. So that's when we'll really start to get lots and lots of data. And probably sometime after that, we'll get that first uh, 6.0 dot 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 patch, which will do some of the, the, the class adjustments.
2: Yeah. And the good news is about the other specs, they're not at the bottom, they're in the middle. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you know that's really where I would want to be as a hunter. I feel like if we're simming in the middle, it's a lot of work to get to the top, but it's doable. When you're at the at the top of the sims, then nobody really uh, believes in your DPS, anyway. Like, oh yeah, just like you know, somebody <laughs> plays a warlock and they top your charge in MOP. They're like, well, yeah, you're just a warlock. Uh, it, as long it, in the middle of the pack, we can really prove ourselves.
0: Yeah, and I mean, well, it depends too. I mean, you know, anytime you have a a a ranking system where you go from top to bottom, someone's always going to be on top and someone's always going to be on the bottom. It's just a matter of how close is that gap. You know, what's that, what's the, what's the gap between the top and the bottom? And if it's, you know, 1%, you know, who cares if you're on the top or the bottom, it doesn't really matter. But if you're talking, you know, Oh my God, the guy on top is doing 50% more damage than the guy in the bottom. Well, yeah, then that, then that's a problem.
1: Yeah, if you've seen the racial, the makeup of the different racials, especially for Hunters, they're just so close right now. And that's exactly what we want to see, you know. Yeah, Yeah, if you want to eke out an extra 50 DPS, you can take this class, you know, take an orc play BM. But if you uh just want to have a cool-looking character that you like and care about or want to RP, that's all right. You can play any of them right now, except for gnomes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Close. oddly enough, the gnome hunters are simming pretty low. Yeah. Right <laughs> at zero.
0: <laughs> they can ride into battle on top of their pets, though, which is kind of cool. <laughs> but, uh, so let's go back to, to BlizzCon a little bit. So you're obviously there, Delirium. How? I mean, there was the big hunter meetup and everything else. So why don't we talk a little bit about some of the things you got to do and some of the people you got to beat and, and, and just how was it being there?
1: Yeah, so we had our big hunter drink up last night um that was great we had a lot of hunters i'd never met a lot of people from the uh old whu that i had just you know heard about and never actually run into even online so it was really cool for me as kind of a newer member of the community to get to meet a lot of these people who've been doing these you know all hunter raids or really representing the hunter community for such a long time and uh And I was just, yeah, it was really cool. Um, we had a lot of big name hunters stop by as well, Uh, you know, from like, midwinter Blood Legion and Method all sent their hunters over there. And that was just really cool to see. And a lot of really, really nice guys. I was uh, really impressed with how classy a lot of the guys were, you know, really willing to talk to anybody, really willing to, you know, spend the time answering any questions people had. Um, I don't know how many of you saw the Q and A, but we had some pretty terrible questions at BlizzCon this year. So it was uh, good to see, you know, some better questions from the Hunter community.
0: So, and, and was the, 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 the meetup, at, I guess, after the closing ceremonies and all that?
1: Yeah. You know, a lot of us started probably during the closing concert. I know some people were excited about that concert, but others of us were a little bit less excited. So we started with just a small group of us. Um, around seven, probably we were there by seven, I imagine. And just kept going. I don't know how late last night.
0: <laughs> no, that sounds, sounds like a lot of fun. So a lot of, a lot of folks from the WHU, I take it. Um,
1: yeah. And you know, at, at some point it got hard to tell who was from where you <laughs> we were just, uh, uh but I think, I think that's good. Cause we kind of just melded as it was a big group of hunters who knows who's new and who's long timer. And, uh, I think everybody was having a good time. So. It worked out well.
0: And so, did you have anyone? I mean, any from the non-hunter community show up? Any any developers or anyone yeah. like that pop in there at all? Or anyone from Blizzard?
1: So did Michelle make an up. appearance?
0: Did she get there? Did you know, get I
1: didn't see Michelle. I know she was pretty busy with the wrap up, and she had to keep she doing was stuff a bit ways after the ceremonies were over. Because I think she was doing stuff for the DirectV or virtual streamers. Um. So I don't know how late that ended up going, but I at least didn't catch her over there. If yeah. she uh, maybe made it later than I was, yeah, she
0: was very good. By the way, her coverage and everything she did, she was she was fun to watch. She was she was really good. Did a really yeah, good it was, job. It
1: was really great to see somebody who was really like cared about the game. Yes, you know, specifically my game. <laughs> yeah, you know, not a somebody who still cared about StarCraft. Well, that's cool, but it
0: doesn't really affect me. So
1: I loved having Michelle up there to talk about things and just show some of her passion and.
0: it was great but you were saying you said some of the some of the devs managed to stop in who did you get to see and talk to
1: yeah so celestalon came by for a while um didn't really get much hunter info out of him but he was uh at least showed up Uh, and that was interesting you know the hilton in general was just kind of the lobby there was the meetup spot for a lot of groups they were just hanging out in there um so ian hasakostas was around and he has just so much experience with WoW over the years that it's just great to hear him talk about anything, whether he'll talk about hunters or not. He and he was a really great guy, like really nice and uh, willing to put up with our drunken shenanigans, and so we appreciated that from him.
0: Yeah, he seems like I don't know, I've, been, I've never uh, met uh, him, but... or,
1: yeah, just uh, a good guy.
0: Yeah, I us like just say about watcher dev. That's Yan Hazi just right? That's he goes, he's watcher yeah. dev on Twitter. But anyway, he's someone that just seems like he's got somewhat of a a uh, a thick skin and a and a little you know he, he seems like he can just sift through all the noise and get to the I've
2: like never seen him give like a bad it. a bad answer you know
0: no just, no you know like yeah
2: it's yeah it's enjoyable listening to him talk about the game
0: <laughs> and and you were saying lore stopped
1: by today. yeah lore was there, and he's kind of a crowd yeah. favorite all wild players just.
0: And Love. he's one of the community sure. managers, right? And he's the one that sort of got his start on Tank Spot, correct? Tank
1: Spot, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it was it was really cool to see him. He was incredibly nice, uh, really good-natured kind of guy. Um, I actually got a little recording from him for the uh, show. I'll have to go through my – Oh, oh excellent. that's excellent. <laughs>
0: I'll have to find ways to kind of sneak those in. We used to do that. We used to have uh, – so when we, when we, when we did the first iteration of the show and we stopped doing this after a while, but we used to actually take a break like halfway through the show. We'd, we'd uh-huh. step away for five minutes. I think that was when, uh, before Frost, once Frost time quit smoking, <laughs> then we stopped doing the <laughs> breaks, but he'd always want to take a little smoke break in the halfway through the show. And so we would pause or whatever. And then for the final version, the recording of the show, we'd always insert a little clip like, you know, Hey, um so-and-so and you're listening right. to the honey party podcast which we can we can maybe we can start doing that again even though we don't have to take a break but maybe 30 minutes we'll have we'll insert those bumpers because they're fun. You know, fun yeah it's fun it's fun to have yeah. people people do that kind of stuff so that's that's cool
1: yeah wait what do you call them i was i couldn't remember the word for it Is bumper- I,
0: I think they're called bumpers i mean i i don't know honestly i i think that's the official term but uh i don't quote me on that Right. I I heard someone call it that one day, and I said, "Well, that must be what they're called." <laughs> Sounds good.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we ran into some other cool folks around the con. I, uh, Kira from Warcraft Logs was very there and present at the con, and got to talk to him a little bit about his new hunter that he's playing, and cool. uh, you know some of the stuff they're doing on Warcraft Logs. Just I think mean, that site's really come into its own this expansion, and. Uh, I feel like right now it's definitely the go-to log site for most WoW players. Really overtook World of Logs, so it's uh, I don't know. It's really good to hear that he's still working on that, and you know, he's they've been solving a lot of issues with players mm-hmm. cheating. So you know, on their right? Oh, really?
0: So, how how are players able to do that? I mean, cheating by
1: yeah, like, so people, you, people like push.
0: exploiting the technology or just just finding ways to cheat in game.
1: No, no, yeah, exploiting the technology, you know, making their logs. You know, even some people, I think, went as far as individually line editing their logs, which that must have been cruciatingly painful. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: I guess it's possible to do that. I mean, because, right, I mean, your combat log is just a text file. Right. Uh, But it's ton, like thousands and thousands of of lines. Yeah, you know, just tons and tons of lines. So, I mean, you know, to sit there and say that you could go line by line, like it's, uh, oh, no big deal. Like you said, that's... It's really a lot of a lot of data floating around there. Like every action that happens, that not just what you do, but happens in and around you, is recorded in that combat log. And, yeah. Uh,
1: so I think one of the effects they put in is you've got to be using advanced combat logging, which is an option if you go to uh, the settings on your in game and yes. turn on advanced combat logging. And so now to rank, you'll have to be using that, which makes it a little bit harder to fake. Um and I think they're just actually going in and individually either banning or removing some of the accounts that were hmm. big troublemakers.
2: I saw him tweeting that he was he banned like fifty rogues or something. Like is there a way for that the rogues were cheating more easily <laughs> yeah. or something like that? I don't know. He just kept posting tweets about oh banned another
1: rogue. Well, you gotta expect that from rogues. <laughs> yeah, Hunter's. Anyway, he was a that. really great guy. It was really cool to talk to him and uh mm-hmm. hear some of his thoughts on the on the logs he was making and some of the cool stuff that they were doing. I don't know if people have played. I was talking to a raid leader about Warcraft logs and I, one of the features they've implemented, I don't know if it's up now or if it's new for warlords, but they're, uh, they've got this section that's kind of, what did you do wrong? So they, mm. it kind of shows all of the mechanics for a fight and like, you know, okay, you was, take the first fight in high mall. Um, you're taking, so much damage from these little bombs that the guys throw down um or you know too many people are dying from that you need to send more people up to clear the stands um and so i think it's really going to be a big help for raid leaders who are trying to uh you know make a push in progression and get better so it's just a great product right now
0: that's cool yeah i mean the one thing i remember that was pretty much available right when they, they they launched was also the uh Kind of the simulator where you could actually see the fight play right out. where they were standing, yeah, where you're standing, you could see the movement uh you know it had like a little uh map of the 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 raid room and showed where the mobs and things were on the encounters and and it worked pretty well, it didn't work all that great for these multi phase encounters where you'd go into like another realm or another uh-huh. dimension it didn't it didn't handle that as well, but you know for for most fights you could actually see you could see the movements and, and everything like that. And you could just sort of replay the encounter essentially, uh, which was nice. I always liked that. I thought that was like, wow, this is, we're really kind of getting to the next level here with the combat logging sites. So, and, and, yeah. you know, world of logs is, a was, a was, a was a very good site. I mean, you know, they right. kind of yeah. overtook, I, I forget what I pe- I don't even remember what people were using before that, but there were a couple other logging sites that existed, uh, before that and they came along and it was like, oh this this site is great and to see someone else come and actually improve upon the whole concept is very cool.
1: Um yeah, you know, one of the things I always loved about World of Vlogs was just their expression editor was so easy to use. Um for people I think with a, just a little bit of coding background even, mm-hmm. uh it just made looking at rotations and looking at people, comparing people so much easier. And I—that'd always been one of my complaints about Warcraft logs. But uh, it turns out there's an expression editor on Warcraft logs. I had no idea. He says they put it in about eight months ago. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know where I've been the last eight months, but apparently it actually does do everything.
0: Well, that's cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad you got a chance to meet him and talk to him. So you know, I guess keep him in mind for uh, potential guests then, because we always like—I like, I like yeah. having those those folks on here. And you know, we've had the folks from Ask. Mr. Robot on here before, and right. I'd love to get a chan- another chance to talk to them. I know they were they were at BlizzCon, but they they you know they're doing a lot of great things with their site as well. Uh, but that's very cool. Anything else you got to do there that you really enjoyed or or?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, there wasn't much other WoW stuff really going on other than you know getting to meet amazing WoW players. But uh, I think everybody by now has heard Blizzard's first new intellectual property in about 20 years is overwatch and i got to play overwatch and that was pretty cool you know i don't know how much of it was just the hype from in the moment but i'm not generally a first person shooter kind of guy and i had a lot of fun playing it even with completely random people you know completely unorganized team i was just having lots of fun yeah what did you play um i start. i tried a few of them um, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to remember all of their names. I think there was one that was a widower, widow maker, maybe sniper. Um, but yeah, she's kind of a sniper. Stand back and get some big hits. I also played the archer, uh, which is Hanzo, maybe. Yep. Yes. Um, and he was a lot of fun. It, you know, it kind of had a feel of marksmanship with uh, Lone Wolf. You know, it was. <laughs> Really long cast times that hit crazy hard. You know, so some of the opponents would be, you know, just constantly firing their machine gun type guns. Um, but just, you know, taking down one hit point at a time. And I'd be, you know, if they were at 50% damage, I could finish them off in one shot from a, you know, reasonable range. So it was a lot of fun to try to get the most out of that. I definitely died a lot, but got a lot of kills too.
0: Yeah, it, it looks fun. I've certainly opted in for, for the beta and hope I get to, to try that out. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was obviously their, you know, their big announcement this year was, was that new, new game. Um, I would have preferred it to have talked about the next file expansion, but that was pretty good. That was a pretty good, <laughs> uh, it looks cool.
1: Yeah, so if anybody's interested in, I think, kind of Team Fortress 2, it was yeah. really compared to that a lot by players at the con. Yeah, if I think I, 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 game, I Go ahead and sign up for this.
0: Yeah, I think, Bendek, I think you made that reference as well a couple times on over the weekend as well.
2: Blizzard Team Fortress, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which is awesome, because Team Fortress is awesome, and Blizzard's even more awesome, so there you go. Yeah, yeah we'll
1: see how we do with it. Yeah. Did so you guys were... go ahead and sign up for the beta? I did.
0: I certainly yeah. did. Nice.
1: Yeah, I haven't had a chance to. This is the first time I've been on the computer. Just the days have been pretty packed, so yeah, I haven't just... been able to get on there yet. But I'm planning to.
0: Yeah. So well, we've got a little while before, I guess we'll see see that launch. Uh, what we don't have to wait much longer for, of course, is the release of Warlords of Draenor, and we haven't really discussed that too much yet. So why don't we go ahead and do that? Because that's coming out November 13th, this Thursday we'll actually be able to go to Draenor and and just finally get that yeah. explore that world and do all this stuff. And we've seen a lot of it in beta, but uh any thoughts? Any any last minute things that you guys are doing to prepare at this point or or what do you wanna what do you think you'll start start out by doing other than just obviously questing and trying to get to level one hundred, but uh thoughts on on the release this week?
1: Yeah, well, I'm just excited. I'm so done with Siege of Orgrimmar. I'm ready to do something different, and <laughs> anything will be better. I'm not a huge fan of leveling, but I would rather level than do Siege of Orgrimmar one more time. <laughs> so, I'm excited for this. I was having fun doing normal Heimall on uh, the beta over the last few weeks, and yeah, it's just it's it looks like a good time. I still don't have any idea what my plans are, which tune I'm going to level first, even. Um, so we'll see.
0: I assume it's going to be a hunter, though, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, but there are several. You know, I have to, I, my main, I dropped um, engineering in favor of skinning because I was like, okay, I want my main to be a skinner leather crafter. You know, now that they're supposed to not matter, I want to have the, uh, kind of the RP dream uh you know the or the one that makes sense for hunting. And so now I'm thinking, well maybe I should level my engineer hunter first. <laughs> um because yeah, I don't know if you've seen the gun. I'm told that the gun that engineers make is uh I think we have a six forty gun and it is equipable at level ninety one. Um and that pretty much makes your BOA very useless. But having a six forty gun at level ninety one would be uh pretty helpful. A couple of
2: couple of Kavits there, though. It's
1: yeah. Handyets. I mean, it's
2: uh, uh-huh. you need it's it's six thirty, not six forty, and also oh, okay. Okay. you need the special um, the, the engineering mats that you. It's like a daily cooldown, and you need like a hundred mm-hmm. of them. And you can make uh like I think four per day, but once you get to max engineering, you make ten per day, and then you can make one every four hours in your garrison. So I never huh. did the
1: math, but it's right. it's going to take like a week or so to get your gun.
2: Yeah, that yeah, was my that should question. Yeah, that
1: be good for getting, getting a few hunters leveled pretty quickly, though. If I can, you know, even once every week, I'm not going to level more than one tune every week anyways. So that would be a
0: pretty good rate for getting new hunters. Oh, that sounds like at least with your first tune, you'll definitely get to level 100 before you even get that gun. It doesn't even sound like it would be worth it um, to pursue for it. For, for for leveling, especially if you've got the DOA. Oh, right. yeah. you know. Um, but having it, but working on it while you're leveling perhaps and having it right when you hit level 100 would, would be a pretty good deal. Yeah,
1: so what's the, uh, I can't recall, what do we get from uh, Proving Grounds? There's a weapon from that, right?
2: Yes, If uh, as soon as you hit 100, you get a quest, and it gives you, um, I believe it's 610 high okay, six. level. So it's only twenty below the BOA. So uh-huh. if you didn't get the BOA, it's you know you won't be too bad off, you know. Oh, but cool. I, I understand a lot of people are getting their BOAs lately just because of how easy they made siege in this in this patch, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen people selling uh, carries on like normal mode for like one k because you wow. can carry so many people over and over.
0: Yeah, I mean, normal mode seems well. Is it normal or or heroic? I guess heroic is the new, is the Uh, old normal. But yeah, heroic mode is pretty easy. Yeah, that's the one thing I probably maybe regret a little bit is that I didn't go back and finish off uh, the mythic tier. But by the time 6.0 had come out, I was just, I was just done. I just felt kind of spent, and, and and really that BOA getting that really just wasn't worth it you know, the, the, um, the, the, having that, that level of BOA just really wasn't going to benefit me all that much. Um, sure. it was more just to say, Hey, I did it and maybe get a chance at that. Mount. But I, I don't know. I just couldn't bring myself to go, <laughs> go back in there and certainly not want to learn any additional mechanics with, uh, like siege crafter and, and all that other, I didn't want to just learn those mythic encounters, but I don't know, maybe I'll take a glance over at open raid you know tonight or monday tuesday see if there's any last minute efforts to go in there before thursday but uh hmm. but looking back to to thursday then so uh they've already like the game my understanding is the it's already been patched right so they're this is going to kind of work like the holiday events meaning once the clock strikes midnight uh It'll open up and you'll be able to go. But I, is that mid? I think it's midnight Pacific time, right? Because people have asked us about that. I think huh. it's going to be.
2: It is Pacific, yeah.
0: It is Pacific time. Oh, so is that
2: Thursday night or Wednesday night? Thursday night. All
0: right. So. Thursday morning. Well, Thursday morning. In other words, yes. Okay. If you're, in yeah, other yes, words, Wednesday if, night. If you're on the East Coast, for example, it would be three a.m. Thursday morning is when it would open on oh. the East Coast. Right. I mean, that's my if it's because that would be 12 a.m. Pacific. Right. So, you know, if you're on the West Coast, you'll go and play at midnight. Right. Uh Which means it's 3 a.m. on the East Coast. And I I don't I have no idea how that works for Europe or any other places. But <laughs> I think that's generally what they, what they do. And it'll just like magically be available. So you shouldn't have to download a brand new patch or anything like that.
2: Well, there would probably be like a minor patch the day before, like, but it won't be a big download. Maybe, like maybe executable, like, you know, some code changes.
0: Yeah, that, I guess that's possible. I know they pushed something out, I thought last week or something that basically was the, as close to the final version as, as they possibly could. All right. So, uh, so, well, and someone in the chat room was saying they thought they heard Midnight Eastern at oh. BlizzCon. Uh, so maybe, yeah, all right. Huh. Oh, there Very you nice go. For me. So a couple of people have said uh, midnight Eastern. So I stand, maybe we stand corrected. Well, we'll try and I put secret in my plans. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I guess you know that's that's a tough call for me. I mean, I'll certainly be awake, (laughs) but I got to get up and go into the office the next morning. So my original
2: plan was to actually on on Wednesday night go to bed like super early Mm -hmm. and set my alarm for three (laughs) a.m. Awesome. But now that it's starting at midnight, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll have to go. I don't know. Maybe I'll be able to take a nap or something, so I don't have to go to
0: sleep. Yeah, I don't know. So, well, if it's midnight Eastern, then yeah, I'll probably stay up an extra hour and bite the bullet at least. Uh, cool, and get get going on that. Um, I don't know. I don't have any real preparation left for me for to do. I guess uh, you know people should know they're gonna. There is that starting area, the 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 Tana and Jungle event. I guess we'll call it the intro event. Uh, it's a it's a It's a phased area, but not just for yourself. I think that would have been a good opportunity to do like a solo scenario or something like they've done. I thought that would have worked better. So expect it to be crowded. I believe there are some pets in there that you can tame, right? The toucans.
2: The toucans, and there's also a river beast in
0: there too. Oh, is there? Okay, I did not know that. So you know, you might want to go in there with a couple of empty stable slots because they should be level 90-ish. They should yeah. be at a level that you can you can tame them. So just something to keep in mind. I think they had almost every flavor of toucan in there as well. If I recall, they had a lot of variety. So if you want to get a toucan, that's a that's a great way to start out. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a pre, it's pretty quick. I ran through that place probably a dozen times on yeah. beta, and it's it's I got to the point where I'm just so efficient at it that like I know exactly when to skip the cinematics and all that stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. re, if you if you run through it, you can get through it really fast. Because it's not, it's not terribly exciting. It's meant for people who just boosted and they only have a couple abilities at their disposal, you know. So you can kind of just run through it and get to the actual zone.
0: Yeah, and if you're under geared, like even like four ninety six gear or something, you'll get a bunch of upgrades already out of the gate, which is kind of nice. Yeah, it's a smart way to do it because that allows them to at least establish a a baseline of difficulty for shadow moon valley or Frostfire ridge for people to start out with you can assume that everyone's going to be at least in x level of gear when they get there so they don't make it too easy for for those of us in you know heroic and in mythic gear but
2: yeah i think the biggest bottleneck is going to be that that little selection of quests you have to do before you get your garrison because everyone's going to be there whereas where you can get to the actual zone you can you know branch out wherever you want yeah, so that's the point that's gonna slow everyone down. I think so. Yeah,
0: you know, I, just, I, I, just, just take your time. Miserable. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, I would expect
0: it to be a little bit slow there, and uh, you know, not to give too much away, but you know, you, you you do have to at least do the initial quest. Everyone gets a garrison, right? How much you decide to do with it as you level on is up to you, but you know, you're gonna have to cut down some trees and kill some creatures, and yeah, you know, and everybody's going to be going to be doing that and then but like I said once you've done that you should have a little bit more freedom to kind of spread out and pick which areas you want to quest within a zone which is cool um and also don't forget the the Gara, the spirit beast quest should be available to start at least right away it'll be much easier of course if your alliance in shadowmoon valley to to head over there and at least begin that right at level 90 yeah uh, little bit more harder for the horde because you're going to have to kind of really go out of your way to begin it begin the quest but it may be it might be worth doing just because you know the quest does involve you going around to the all the various different zones so at least if you've started it you can kind of work on it sort of organically as you as you as you level up through the to 100 so that's one of the things I'll, i'll probably plan to do But, I mean, other than that, it's just, it's just go time. My bags are ready. My <laughs> my stable's ready, as it's good as it's going to be for now. I have a few more pets that I'll want to start gathering once I get there. But, uh,
1: you know, so it's finally here. you guys leveling as?
2: Yeah, I'll just be leveling my main Bendec. Um,
1: but as March or... oh,
2: oh, sorry, uh, as BM, probably.
0: Yeah, I'll probably do uh, BM as well, uh, just because I kind of enjoy it. And, I mean, obviously for the... Yeah, you know, if I run a dungeon or something like that, I maybe I'll switch over to marks at that point, just to mm-hmm. just just to work on it. But I think for just the sake of of leveling through the zones, I'll just go as, as as BM.
2: Oh, so there is a tweet from Bashak there saying he corrected himself. It is
0: midnight Pacific. It is midnight Pacific. Okay. Yep.
1: <laughs> huh.
0: All right. That That'll be an early go. morning. So so back to the your original plan then, Bandek, of getting an early night's sleep and yep. setting that alarm. In bed at seven PM. <laughs> yeah. No, I gotta get up and like I said, go into the office. Maybe I'll get up at like five that morning or six and play for an hour before I, I go <laughs> I get changed out the That's door. That's what
2: I've I've done that in the past when I had to go to work work the next day. I'd wake up yep. at like four or five and just, you know, just get in as much as I
0: could. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's exciting. You know, like I said, it's been a long time waiting and, uh, I, it, I think it's going to be a great expansion, to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of, a lot of good things to be, to be found in there. <clears throat> the zones all look great. I mean, I think the garrison feature is, uh, is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's big. It, it's, you know, if you're thinking the, the, the farm that they introduced in Missa Pandaria, just forget it. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's much bigger. It's a much bigger deal than that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's. I really like the garrison. Um, It's. It's. I don't know. It's pretty fun. I'd recommend the stables building just because you know you got like a convenient uh, stable master that's always in the same spot for your pets, and plus you get all these cool mount benefits, like uh, you don't get dazed on your mount and dismounted. You can gather stuff on your mount, and eventually you get twenty percent more mount speed too. It's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, I haven't really figured out. What I want to do with my garrisons just yet, but there are a lot of good resources out there. I know you, you mentioned it, Delirium, on the the WHE and pointed out some of the guides that the uh, the Grumpy Elf had done at the GrumpyElf.blogspot.com, and he actually put out not only a series of guides, but he also put out a more sort of hunter specific guide, which is I think was was a good read and kind of because he plays a hunter, and he kind of outlined what he was planning to do uh, with his garrisons based on his professions and and also. Kind of gave some suggestions for other, you know, depending on the type of player you are as well, other things that that you can do. So, um, I I know the, the garrisons are supposed to be somewhat optional. I I I would not consider them to be optional at all. And I think you'd be really missing out if you were to somehow just do the intro quest and then ignore your garrison for 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 the rest of the time. I think it's you know something you definitely want to participate in and immerse yourself in because it you know it is very cool
1: yeah and it's pretty it's basically they built this expansion around garrisons that was their big idea for the yes. expansion so it'd be kind of a shame to not at least experience it a little bit you know it remains to be seen if they'll be decent or not but at least give it a try all
0: right well i think you know we're 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 we haven't been done a very good job of, of of just keeping the show to an hour, and I think today is going to be the day. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we it was it was a good bl- uh, a good BlizzCon, um, and we'll talk more our next show with Artemis and and Solar and get their impressions about everything. Um, yeah, who got, knows?
1: Once once I'm awake, I might actually have opinions. But
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and of, of course, course, I holidays. right, and and we've got the expansion, you know, Warlords of Draenor starting. Uh, this Thursday, finally, finally, finally. But uh, on that note, you have been listening to episode 204 of the Hunting Party Podcast. I'm Dark the Brew from TheBrewHall.com and the TheBrewHall on Twitter.
1: Ah, uh, We have too many people missing. I don't know what order to do this.
0: Well, Sorry. where did you go? <laughs>
1: Even with just three people, I couldn't get the outro right.
0: <laughs> but you uh, would be next. I see yeah. Artemis, I see Solar, and then I see Delirium. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm Delirium from ThrilloftheWild.com and at DeliriumHunts on Twitter.
2: I'm Bendak from EyesOfTheBeast.com, WoW Insider, and Bendak WoW on Twitter.
0: Alright, you can check us out on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, or at our RSS feed to your reader, and all these links are available in our show notes.
1: <laughs> that's, the, that's what confused me. That was out of order. Where is that part?
0: If you have a question or topic you remember you wanted to do this this was like your big moment so before the show delirium was like can i please please read <laughs> <Yeah, it's laughs> solar's I, line no, no. is it not on your thing all right
1: anyways read that hey <laughs> yes. guys email us
0: yes if you have a question or topic you would like to discuss on the show email us at huntingpartypodcast at gmail.com or you can send us a tweet at hunting party pod and on that note stay thirsty my friends and remember to drink your dark free lager always heed the thrill of the wild Keep your eyes on the beast. All right. Well, good, <laughs> good job, everyone. Get <laughs> me to for the first time. Just wanted to just do a quick shout-out to you, Bendek. You know, you participated and you had a chance to write the Hunter feature. for was it, the, the Brady Games guide? Is that correct?
2: Oh, yeah, I did for the official strategy guide. The official strategy guide. Yeah, they asked me to do the, uh, the hunter section of that so that was pretty fun
0: yeah so it was a, the whole thing I guess was really written by by wild players for wild players so yeah congratulations on on, on, on doing that and yeah, there you go I
2: actually got them to print Bendak in the back too
0: <laughs> did they that's awesome waste jump I can rock out any tree.
1: worried
2: about my threat, cause I've got FD and misdirect
1: Catching loose mobs in my traps, I never
0: miss